It's the right time for Western Oklahoma. Joining us now on the ASAP General Store Crossfire is Josh West and Cindy Munson. Good morning. Welcome. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, and so Josh, you're out hunting. Give us a report first of all about the dove season up there. It's opening today in northeast Oklahoma. Well, I must. You can tell that I really love you, Harold, because I'm. I am. This is the prime fly right now. They are coming through. Great morning so far. Uh, first light was probably 30 minutes ago, and it's been awesome. We've got. Oh, there's probably 20 guys out here in this field with this, which is great. You need it to keep birds flying, but we're almost limited out. It's a great opening morning kind oh. of my favorite day of the year it kicks off all the hunting for the rest of the year hey that's a good point so i hear some i'm out here with my son so it's always hey. a good time for him cindy do you wish you were out there hunting sure yeah. i love it <laughs> get out there good morning i went fishing last week in uh northwest arkansas it was really fun so i'm glad they're having a good time yeah, it wasn't very it wasn't very convincing wasn't very convincing josh how old is your son <laughs> I went uh, to a little I've got two sons. Uh, Ethan is 16. He'll be 17 in March. And then Walker is 15. He'll be 16 in December. So I got Walker here with me, my 15-year-old. Which one is the best shot? You know, they're all good shots. I mean, we kind of grew up doing this. And so, you know, all my kids know how to shoot. And we start them out, honestly, when they're two and three years old as they get to be the dove fetchers. So they're out and we're shooting them. They're out gathering them. And as they get older, they get to come. We start them out with a 410 usually. And uh, they get to, as they get older, they get to come hunt. So good times. Say, hey, Josh, do you so, hunt? Can you do what? Can Cindy shoot? Just Cindy, you know how to shoot? Right, I have not always shot a dove, but I do. I have uh, done some clay shooting that I like to think I'm pretty good at, actually. It's really fun. I have not gone dove hunting, though. Clay pigeons. Okay. Well, mm. Harold, you good shot, right? Well, I, I'm decent. I, you know, dove are hard to shoot because you got you got you got to lead a dove because they're pretty. Thin. They high flyers. Yeah. Same thing with clay so, pigeons. So yes, clay pigeons, same deal. Okay. So uh, first of all, Josh, thanks for taking time out of your dove hunting to be on oh, the program. Bet. And then Cindy Munson's here. Last week, Cindy, you were at the front of the line uh, in, in a press conference calling for a special committee. Uh, to che- to uh, check out or investigate Ryan Walters, who's superintendent for the possibility, I guess, of some sort of uh, impeachment proceedings. First of all, tell us what that's about. Yeah, you know, um, on this show, and, and quite frankly, I think all of us everywhere that we go, we've had a lot of conversations about our state superintendent, and uh, there's been uh, an auditor's report that's come out about um, – possible mismanagement of federal funds that came to the state of Oklahoma, um, a lot of concern about federal dollars and grants um, being uh, dispersed out into our, our school districts. That is that is something that has, um, you know, that's a, a typical, you know, uh, pot of money that our school districts use, and there was some delay there this year. And then, you know, I think we, we all, regardless of what side of the aisle we're on, are, are pretty frustrated with his rhetoric and inflammatory language. And uh, this last week, um, Tulsa Public Schools and Union Public Schools, and there are a couple elementary schools in particular that um, received various bomb threats. And so 
um, you know, we, all of us have heard from our constituents. It really doesn't matter where you live um, or what side of the aisle you're on. We've heard about it. And so um, we, we came forth and, and made a formal and public request of the speaker to put together a committee. We weren't asking for um, impeachment or filing articles of impeachment. We were asking that we put together a House committee um, to really put all the facts and information in one spot and allow a committee to review those that information. Um, it's something that the speaker's done before, that the speaker has the authority and power to do. Um, and in fact, in May, we had a, a, a appropriations committee where we asked the superintendent to come and, and we asked questions. We just didn't really use the full force of what a committee has the power to do. And so um, we've all sort of worked behind the scenes. And I know, uh, you know, all, all sorts of members are working on different things. I think it's time that that come to light, and we put it in one spot and gather that information, see if it really rises to the level of impeachment. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But if it does, he does need to be held accountable because our schools are at, at stake here and our kids and our teachers in particular. Um, so that's what we called for earlier this week. So uh, the speaker said you hadn't talked to him before you came out with your press conference. I, I got the impression he didn't like that. He wished you had come to him. First, uh, Josh, what, what what are you hearing on the Republican side about the possibility of a committee? Uh, I, I think that, I mean, if, if the guy's done wrong, if it shows up in reports, and I have no problem with impeachment as far as that conversation, I, I don't think in reality, I mean, I think, you know, there's, Cindy's the minority leader, so their job is to do what they do. And part of the tools that they have is to use the media. So uh, I don't I don't think you'll see a committee happen until um February. Now, if there's there's still more reports coming out. I talked to Cindy Bird. There's other reports coming out. If it shows that um, there's wrong, you know, that there's criminal or whatever activity, then I don't have a problem. But you got to have an impeachable offense. Uh, I think you know Cindy's caucus called for just the investigation. Um, I don't see us going to a special session for that. And you know, it's no secret that I've had beef with with Ryan myself. So I'm not a homer for anybody. But if we're going to go to that, if, if we're going to take those, uh, if we're going to go that route then we've got to have actual impeachable offense. you got the freedoms in, in America to say a lot of stupid things. Well, uh, it doesn't mean that, doesn't mean that you're going to be impeached for them. Well, and it is an elective office, too, and so he can't be. Absolutely. You know, the governor can't boot him out. Uh, no one else can uh, except for impeachment. But the elective state officers can be impeached for willfully neglect of duty, corruption mm-hmm. in office, habitual drunkenness. I know he's... Not that in incompetency or any offense involving moral turpitude committed while in office. Uh, that's according to the Oklahoma Constitution. That's the way it's written. So, no. do you think he's he's met any of that that criteria at this point? Uh, yes, can me Harold? Yes. Do you think he's met? Well, any- when I the last conversation that I had um, with this state senior officials was no, but there's still reports coming out. So I think we got to have all the information. It's like I said, if it's if it's shown in there that there's an impeachable offense, I got no problem because I'm not special. You're not special. You're in Harold. Cindy's not special. So we're all held accountable. Um, but you got to make sure that you got all your ducks in a row and you've got uh, all the information before you go that route. And that's my opinion. Well, uh, yeah, I think you do have to have the information. That's where the committee would come in handy. And I think that's basically what you're asking for. Do you see any impeachment, uh, any reasons for impeachment at this point, other than the lack of cooperation of Representative Munson? Well, and that's the purpose of asking for the committee is to to figure that out, um, you know, and and really pointing to the the mismanagement of funds. The AG is currently t- taking on a criminal investigation of, with 
the gear funding in particular. And, and like, like Representative West said, I, I also believe there's likely to be more information and more reports coming out. Um, and so we'll, we'll have to see. One thing is with a committee, we don't have to be in any type of session to, to have a committee um, sit down and, and review information. Um, and, and in my letter and what I said publicly was, you know, why not allow those members that are already appointed to um, and entrusted to look at education issues that are already appointed to House Common Ed or A and B? You know, those are people that the speaker and I have already agreed on um, who we feel like, you know, look at issues outside of just a partisan lens and really and really care about public education and quite frankly have experience on both sides of the aisle of former educators um, things of that nature. And so I think a committee would really allow us to answer those questions, Harold, and that's what um, we're getting at. And, and look, I had a town hall a couple weeks ago, Senator Hicks and I, um, our, our districts overlap, and so we had a, a session wrap-up town hall um, a couple Sundays ago, and that was the number one question that came up. And I am not, uh, I, tell my, I tell my constituents, you know, does he drive me crazy? And, and I think that he's ruining our public schools. Absolutely. But, you know, I can't just file articles of impeachment. You have, there's a process you have to go through. And I'm not going to give false hope. Um, politics, is, it's all about numbers. We don't have the numbers. But we do have some other tools in our toolbox and ways that we can at least get some more information and all get on the same page in a public setting, bring those things to light, and then um, take steps from there. Very and that's good. what we're asking for. Very good. Well, so you're asking, and we'll see what happens on that. Let's turn a different direction, Josh. Uh, the governor sure. came out this week. He was pushing hard for income tax cuts, maybe totally eliminating those cuts, saying that more people will move to Oklahoma if we do away with income tax and even maybe the grocery tax. What are your thoughts about that? Is that the kind of thing that is going to happen? Are we going to have a special session to do that? Or are we going to wait until next uh, next year? I think it's political, Harold. I mean, I think that um, you know the governor's probably got his sights on something different. And the reality is, we have cut income tax two of the last three years. Uh, the House has passed the grocery tax, you know, elimination of the grocery tax on the, from the state side. Um, and so, a lot of this is rhetoric. Uh, I got some calls from constituents, and when, when he came out with that, when the governor came out and said, "Is this real?" and I said, "I don't see it happening." I mean, we're, you know. Where are you going to make it up? I mean, we cut all the taxes we want, Harold, as you know, with 51 votes. Uh, when we get into a bind, which when I came in in 2016, we were $750 million short. And then that second year, $1.2 billion short. And I, and I made a commitment. I will never put another legislative, a new member coming in that has to go through the same BS that we had to go through. It sounds nice. And we're always compared with Texas, but I guarantee you Texas makes it up. Their abnormal taxes are three times higher than ours. And they have fee-for-service on everything. So it's not apples to apples. Um, I'm all for putting more money into the constituents' pockets and the Oklahomans' pockets, but we got to be. We also have to, and it's true when we do that, when we make a big decision like that, that it's the right decision because ultimately we expect services. People expect police, fire. They expect DHS services, education, healthcare. And when we get into a problem, we can't print money out. We're not the daggone federal government. Can't print money out, and so you got what you got. We're constitutionally mandated to balance the budget, and so I just want to ensure whatever we do, we are not putting the state into a bind where we get into the same problem we had when I came in. Well, and you got to look at this, uh, really, rather than what states do income tax and don't do them, and that's the percentage per capita taxation. And Oklahoma and Texas are almost the same, around seven to eight percent of your uh, income. So, uh, Cindy is is. Uh, 
Is that a viable option, cutting income tax, and, and what do you see down the pike for that? I, I really don't. I You know, I, the governor's really been the only one that's been – I'm not saying we don't have colleagues who may like to cut the income tax, but I don't think um, a majority of those in the legislature um, are interested in doing that. And, and, and to Representative West Point, I mean, everything that the three of us in particular had, have gone through and um, who wants to go through that again um, and the hard work it takes to get, um, you know, revenue into the state so you can pay for state government so so it can function well for our citizens across the state and uh what's fascinating is you know he's all over national news talking about it he's on fox news talking about it and so it's um and who knows if is, is this a real plan that you're trying to propose to legislative leaders or is this something um you know where you're you're running for something else or trying to get attention for something else beyond governor of the state of Oklahoma i think there's interest uh, you know, with eliminating the state sales tax on groceries, like Representative West said, we passed that in the House. It died in the Senate. I don't know that Charles McCall and Greg Tre- or Greg Treat has any type of appetite to drastically cut taxes, um, again, with all that we have all been through. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see what will happen. Honestly, in the next legislative session, when we come back in February, I don't see the the speaker. Um, of course, I can't really. I know more about the House and my colleagues there, and and can get a feel there. But I don't see him saying, "Let's come into a special session and and figure out what the governor wants." He would have to likely say specifically what he would want to cut outside of just the income tax. And so, and I don't think that's where a majority of Oklahomans are either. I get people don't like taxes. I don't. Nobody loves to pay taxes. I don't either. But that's that's. The, the price we pay for being a citizen in this country and ensuring we have good roads to drive on and schools to go to and all that. So we'll see what happens. I don't really see us coming back for special session to do that, but I'm sure there will be conversation in February. Cindy Munson, thank you. Uh, Minority Leader in the Oklahoma House Representative. Appreciate you being on. Josh West, are you got your limit yet there? In the, out there? Man, I'm, I'm behind, buddy, but they, uh, my son is, they've been making up for it. It's, it's like I said, this is a, my favorite day of the year. It kicks off everything. And before we leave, if we can go back to one thing, you know, my, I've got 14 schools up here in my district. They're, I'm a rural guy. I'm always going to be a rural public school guy. Uh, of course, I support parental rights. You send kids to any school you want. But I, I don't pay attention to half the crap that the guy puts out. I can't, I can't relate to Ryan. I live in a tough part of the world. Uh, I'm used to working with military. It, men or women doesn't matter. We're tough up here. we got calluses on our hands. So it's hard for me to relate to anybody He's got soft hands and a daggum soft voice. You call me a, call me a whatever you want to call me. You know, I'm old school, whatever, but I'm used to dealing with tough people. Uh, and I cannot relate to the guy. I wish, I wish him success, but it's just, there's no one here that I deal with in my part of the world. We're tough people. And, uh, I can't, when I shake a man's hand, there ain't no calces on there. When I hear his little soft voice, I can't deal with that. And those skinny ass pants, I can't deal with that either. So that's, that's one of my problems with Ryan. Well, the whole daggum time he's come up in here is this, i got to be able to relate to somebody and I can't relate to the man. Well, it's wow. hard. And, and I tell you, this is something I learned early on in the legislature. If you're too far to the right or too far to the left, it's very difficult to govern. And if you're in the majority, mm-hmm. you've got to govern. And uh, that's what I found. And so I think Ryan Walters is there. I mean, he has... Uh, uh, you know, a strong stand on many issues, 
but does is he willing to do what he needs to do to govern? And and so I wish the guy success. I really do. Well, he's a, he's the superintendent of public schools. We will all. But I gotta I gotta say it's been a freaking year almost. Let's get to work on actual things that will help our kids in public schools. Yeah, um, yeah and get rid of the skinny pants. No. <laughs> don't come up here wearing those things. I don't have any skinny pants, by the way, Josh. I barely have skinny pants. You know, maybe I'm just a male chauvinist or whatever you want to call me, but I'm just used to dealing with tough people that, that figure out ways to get through, that adapt and overcome tough situations. This is real Oklahoma. Hey, you, you know got, what? You, I, I'm going to chime in real quick because the crybabies are coming out these days, and I kind of agree with Josh even at the federal level. We got a lot of crybabies. We have a lot of work to do, and all these people with their little sensitive feelings need to take them back to the house. Out here in the real world, there's going to be some of difference. You have to get through that. Yeah, we and you can't work. take that mess personally. We got to get to work. We're out of time, guys. Thanks for being on the program. Good talk to y'all. All right. Thank good, you. Good have a great Labor Day. Yeah, we'll see y'all later. Bye. Tune in every weekday at 6 a.m. for The Right Time with Harold Wright. Brought to you by Priority Home Medical Equipment on 99.3 News Talk KCLI.